Moreno. Hopping in a Springer! of the Two Halves Soccer Podcast. My name is Jackson. Uh, we're coming off match day seven or eight. Uh, forget which one, but I'm sitting here with my two good friends, Mike and Kirby. Uh, Kirby, do you want to say hello? Hey, Jackson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And we also have Mike, like I said. Mike, what is up? Hey, I'm doing great. Match day seven, eight, doesn't matter. We're yeah. not a podcast, so. Yeah, we're not keeping track. <laughs> we try to forget match days when you're SKC fans anyway. Uh, it all just blurs together. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another scoreless match day for us. What, you know, what's the difference? Um, I mean, I thought last week was a pretty exciting week in the MLS. We'll cover a lot of it. So, I mean, what stood out to you guys? We'll just jump right into this past match day, uh, what, what were y'all watching this weekend? I watched a lot of games. There was a lot of late game equalizers, which is always fun. Uh, I thought the Columbus Crew game was really good. We were all kind of texting during that one. Oh, I uh, don't like that result. Yeah, yeah ouch. Yeah, I ended up betting on uh, the Revs to win, and that last-minute goal really uh, really crushed my hopes of winning a few, a few pennies here and there. Uh, we give all our money to Christian these days, it seems like. Yeah, Mike, you won two weeks back-to-back, but rain champs back in business. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go on a hot streak at the close out the year and win, the, win our year-long bet, so that's what really matters. Uh, but yeah, uh, were you focused on any games watching this this past weekend, Kirby? Um, yeah, um, I had a family thing. So, anyways, I was texting you guys... Um, you know, I was really, really focusing on LAFC uh, yeah. Galaxy. I thought that was super fun watching on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, I think uh, that's also another great thing this week was the individual Sunday game just really allows for viewing. And uh, I think, that, I mean, Apple has to be sure to get those specific time slots for games like that. I agree. Yeah, when it used to be on ESPN, the Sunday afternoon and evening games was pretty awesome. Yeah, and what was, uh, I don't have the TV ratings pulled up right now, but I saw those ratings, and uh, it was on Fox Sports on Sunday, and they were equivalent to what was uh, a similar time slot last year for a Sunday game, which is one great, but that also doesn't factor in the Apple TV streams, uh, obviously since that's not on TV, so you got to assume that it's just continuously growing, too, because so many people are streaming on Apple. At least I was. T-Mobile. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Shout out to T-Mobile. Free free Apple or free MLS. Yeah, I'll make one comment. Uh, Atlanta United, they're still averaging 50,000 fans. Yeah, that's that's uh, awesome. And that's, um, it's they're beating Chelsea, they're beating uh, Leeds, Aston Villa, and they're 7,000 below uh, the Washington Commanders. So, wow. That's Incre- incredible. That's a great stat. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And so you guys know, I have a good friend uh, in Atlanta, so we sh- I've told him, got to visit, get to stay, at his, stay at his place, yeah. Mercedes-Benz, let's get out there. Hopefully little John's there when we go. Uh, like they always have fun people starting starting the game off, it seems like. I've seen Waka Flocka out there, I've seen little John. We got to go before they sell Caleb Wiley, too. Oh, yeah. He's gone. <laughs> He's already gone. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it up, but he should have started last night. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll definitely gonna jump into uh, some U.S. Mexico stuff later on. Uh, so I think let's go ahead and start off with you know one of our classic segments, a uh, coldest moment of the week. Uh, just what you thought was the best, the best thing you saw this this past week. Which I think there's a lot of options. There's so many, so many great goals this past week. Uh, anyone want to lead this one off? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I had a late game. Uh, I had the Columbus-New England game that I was kind of watching the most. And I'm going to do for my coldest moment was that equalizer, 99th minute. Sean Zawadzki, the midfielder, super sub, comes in, gets a header, just off a nice little clip ball. Everyone goes nuts, saved the game for the Columbus crew. It felt like like they won, but at that point, salvaging a point was uh, great for them. I really like the way the Columbus crew plays, and they got a lot of players on the national team. 
that are playing as yeah. well. So that's been fun to watch, and that game was great. Yeah, so that was that the, was the one that made you sad, though. Yeah, so I that, that, that could have been the my coldest moment of the week. That made me that was Jackson here afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that was a rough one. How much did you bet? Uh, I had forty dollars in my account. Uh, I would have won one sixty. So you know. It's a real bummer. I yeah, I was betting on some NBA games earlier, so I won one of those bets and just threw all those winnings on this new Revolution bet. So. You you love the Reds too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like them. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I like Bruce Arena. Yeah, uh, I like what he's doing up there. Um, Wonder what but, he's gonna do with Ben Sweat, man. Yeah, that's like at the start. If I, um, dude, yeah. Yeah, I have some thoughts. Uh, maybe for another podcast about, like, once we start to see what happens with Ben Sweat, and I think it could really show how bad of a coach Peter Vermees is. Um, but uh, we'll keep going for this week. Uh, my coldest moment was the uh, Dyron Asperia bicycle kick. Uh, God, what a great what a great rivalry they have there up in the Pacific Northwest. This is, I mean, I think his second bicycle goal in two years. That's just a crazy stat in itself. Uh-huh. So, so just fun to watch and just, you're stunned when you see, you, I mean, physically I see someone do that, I'm like, God damn, that doesn't even look like possible. I think but, that's the best goal. I think that beats English Premier League goals. I mean, that goal is yeah. top, top tier. Very yeah, nice. And, and he has to be riding a high doing it against a rival like Seattle, you know, mm-hmm. and you're having a rough season in Portland and you still get the win against your rival and do it in a sweet fashion but uh that's definitely mine what about you Kirby yeah uh I'm gonna have to go United States Jesus Ferreira scoring late um we have not lost to them since 2019 yeah um so I was like oh shit are we gonna lose to them this uh you know what minute was that in thank you pretty late yeah I think 80 89th or something Was it that late? I don't. I kind of really, think so. I, I, I think it was around seventy. I was watching at a bar. Look so. it up. Uh, but anyways, um, I really want to see Brandon Vasquez get more action. Uh, but they sucked them out. Moved Exus Ferreira to the nine. Uh, beautiful ball from Jordan Morris. What's just hilarious is you know the sixty and ninety seconds they hit our posts. We clear it. Desk picks it up. Eighty second minute. Oh my god. That's and, definitely what I said, so don't, don't rewind. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Des put on a clinic on that left side. You know, if we would have had Caleb at that left side instead of him, I think Des would have had more plays like that. And anyway, give the ball to Jordan Morrison outside the foot. Sick pass. Where, uh, their defender even hits it, mm-hmm. and he just taps it Dude, that, that was so, such a funny play, because that post got that counterattack going. It's so, yeah, it, it was literally like a 60 and 90 second turnaround. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Des beats like three players. Um, were so, you, uh, Mike, were you watching that with Alberto? What did he say? Yeah, yeah, well, he was here watching it. I was out at dinner, uh, and I just got back late, so I didn't, I, uh, I was watching it, but we weren't watching yeah. it together. They were downstairs, but... Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Uh, I know he was watching it because I could hear like run. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. Yeah. So one of, one of my friends from grad school, uh, who's Mexican, texted me like as soon as it happened. He's like, "God, I hate the U.S. Every single time it feels like they get one of these goals at the yeah. end." I'm like, "Yeah, well, so funny. Things well, are good for us right now. <laughs> Especially we, we, if had that, rough, we, we had some rough patches against Mexico. If so. that shot goes in, then it's two zero. <laughs> but it doesn't yeah. go in. It hits the post and it's yeah. a two goal swing. Yeah, yeah. I um, yeah." Pretty crazy. We'll we'll talk about it later, but yeah, we'll talk more uh, men's national team. More yeah, to got, come. Yeah, we got plenty of that. Uh, but and U.S. and Mexico is a good rivalry, but there's also a lot of good rivalries just here in the MLS. Uh, I mean, just last week we saw the Cascadia, uh, Seattle versus Portland. Uh, go ahead and exclude Vancouver; they always get left out. And we also saw uh, LAFC versus LA Galaxy, El Tráfico last week. Uh, two of the more popular rivalries now. So I sort of want to like throw it over. What what rivalries do y'all really enjoy watching, or what are some of the ones you really want to tune into when you see their plan? I'm gonna say the Cascadia Cup. I know there was just a game, but it's just an interesting trophy to me because it involves three teams. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't think there's anything else like that, is there? In in soccer, where there's three teams competing for uh, a cup like this? Yeah, ironically, we could call the Canadian Cup similar with Vancouver, but they always get left out. Uh, Toronto, Montreal, yeah, rivalry, that's right. Okay. Which is kind of ironic. They also get left out of the Cascadia rivalry right. too. So there's like an awkward third child in two rivalries. Cascadia Mountain Range. Yeah. It consists of the teams Seattle, Portland, and Vancouver, yeah. and it's usually Seattle or Portland who wins this trophy, but it's really weird how they like keep track. It's just like it, they're three, two, one wins against each other, mm-hmm. and then whoever has the most points wins the yeah. the cup. And it's, that's it's cool. It it's, is cool. It's a fun little internal motivator, and I definitely think it 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 makes watching games of those fans interesting. Definitely mm-hmm. when some teams. Well, Vancouver and Portland don't have much going on in terms of like postseason trophies. Uh, but I mean, this is still meaningful trophy to them and gets fans excited. You yeah. love beating a rival, and I think that brings that a lot. Portland, yeah. Seattle. I mean, that rivalry is it's pretty good. Yeah, it. I mean, it was fun to watch this weekend, and 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 it like goes back t- to like the seventies. Yeah, they've been playing a long time. Um, uh, I have the total standings here right now. It's sixty-five, fifty-six, twenty-five. Seattle is the leading that. But lately, I believe Portland's won the last three, um, which is also surprising given the success Seattle's had uh, as of, as of late. But Portland always steps up to these, and and like like we were mentioning offline right before this, that's that's one thing that makes a good rivalry is that a team will step up and compete. Which um, I, I have some thoughts on some other of the more notable rivalries here in the MLS mm-hmm. uh, about why I don't think they're interesting. But uh, I mean. I mean, sorry, Kirby, I'll let you go with your second, but I, I made a comment in the last uh, episode about maybe Galaxy beating LAFC, and it's like for that reason, be, even if the team, like the Galaxy, are not very good this year, or at least have been struggling, rivalry game comes along, and all of a sudden you can see these, mm-hmm. you know, a team that wouldn't otherwise win can get a win. Yeah, especially, you know, I'm going to select that rivalry, LAFC, LA, just being in the same city, you know, probably... The soccer mecca of America, probably. Um, so just that entire week, I'm sure just you feeling the air. You have to call it El Trafico, Christian. <laughs> it's El Trafico. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder thought, how many people roll their eyes at that. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that was fun when I when they first started playing, but I think it's eh, kind of getting on my nerves, El Trafico. But you know, it's whatever. We're trying. We're trying to market it. That's yeah. fine. And uh, the same thing with the Mexico, what were they calling it? The Continental Classico? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that better than El Trafico, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. traffic just has a bad connotation. Like, oh, I hate traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but to your point, Kirby, uh, this is one of the ones I just can't really find myself enjoying these games. There are some great moments and I think it was when Zlot was playing for LA Galaxy where I felt like it was really exciting and this rivalry was really peaking. And I know on Sunday this past week, Galaxy certainly stepped up, but it, it's felt like the better team has been winning these when most recently LAFC has been the better team and they've been winning. And when the Galaxy were better, it felt like they were winning. And it, and, and that's just my perception of these things. I mean, that could be wrong, but I, I feel like there's a lot of hype around these, and I, I, maybe they're hyping up too much for me because I don't feel like it lives up in the end, and I feel like the expected result sort of happens. I'm never, like, shocked. Yeah, uh, LAFC is the only team that's undefeated in MLS right now. So, yeah, they have two draws, yeah. uh, but the only undefeated team. I know um, back when SKC was good, yeah, so anyways, what I'm getting at <laughs> is a lot of the academy guys from St. Louis would come try out for SKC's academy and, you know, weren't good enough. And now the tables have changed, you know. Yeah, um, yeah they convinced Klaus to come when they're a USL team and all that. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I know Parker, their center back, he's gotten plenty of caps with the United States, so... As in 2018, 2019, but mm-hmm. I think we jinxed Klaus too because ever since we mentioned <laughs> yeah. it, he hasn't scored a goal. He'll get back. He'll on, will. Yeah. He will. He's... We 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 don't have wrong takes, so you know he'll yeah. he'll he'll get it together for us. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and then one of my favorite rivalries, though, rivalries is the LA Galaxy San Jose. I mean, I remember watching that before LAFC joined the league, and that was always a fun match. I mean, I especially enjoyed watching Chris Wondolowski play in the NLS, so those San Jose LA Galaxy matches were always exciting to me. San Jose um, was really good. Yeah, they had some great years there, and those, um, yeah, they, they seemed to have some real animosity towards each other back in the day. Um, Fallen off a little recently, but I, I guess it's tough to maintain two rivalries if you're the Galaxy and definitely shift your focus yeah. towards FC. Yeah, San Jose used to play at Stanford for their home field. Yeah, so, yeah interesting. Stephen Leonard and Alan Gordon, two back rows. And yeah, Chris Wondolowski. So. Yeah, Chris Wondolowski was just so fun to watch. Legend. He's going to come play for SKC now. Yeah, we might sign him. Who knows? We're trying out everyone above 30, so. Hilarious. No I think Wondolowski's like 40. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's actually hilarious. I know for me, one of the games I was watching, he actually asked him if he's playing again. He's like, is this your last year? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Tell <not>. me more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sees someone over 30, he's like, this is my, <laughs> this is my guy. This is, okay. Um, enough shit talking for me for now. We'll, well, I'm sure we'll pick that up some other time. Uh, I, uh, talking about like MLS rivalries, just throw some other ones out there. Um, I really liked uh, uh, SKC Houston. Yeah. Uh, 2012-2013. Yeah, those were some good ones. Those were, it seemed like we'd always see each other in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like uh, Houston has always been like scrappy too. They're a little, little, games get chippy, aggressive, it's those are always fun to watch, um, and I mean, speaking from an SKC perspective, a lot more so than uh, Houston's rival FC Dallas, who seems to just time waste when yeah. they're playing someone like that. So, yeah, SKC Houston, those always seem fun. Uh, yeah, kind of sucks. Um, SKC hasn't really had like a ingrained rivalry in the MLS, but excited to see what happens with St. Louis there. Hopefully, we can step up and make this game interesting. Both teams in the West, too, so that's going to be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another classic one I just want to shout out, Red Bull DC. That's always a fun one. Uh, used to be a lot better, but uh, we'll see what DC can bring this year with Wayne Rooney. We talked about him a little bit. We, we're we excited. You and I hit that pick. We, we, yeah. Wayne's, we, we put some, um, some stuff. We put some respect on Wayne's name. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so a lot of good rivalries out there we didn't cover, obviously, but um, it's always fun to see see rivalries heat up. I guess uh, from y'all's perspective, what what really makes uh, like rivalry matches so good when you're watching them? I think one part of it is, I'm just going to use Portland as an example. Well, Portland doesn't have a lot of sports. I mean, they have the Trailblazers. They have the Trailblazers. Yeah, they have a minor league baseball team. I think if, if yeah. the, the fan base can kind of get, isn't they have to un, be educated of what is going on. Like, yeah, they need to yeah. be plugged into it. Yeah. And I feel like maybe a reason SKC doesn't have, like, a huge rivalry is because fans don't pay attention enough to even, like, know what that could be. Like, mm-hmm. that maybe that's part of it because yeah. we have the Chiefs, we have so many other competing things. Yeah, you know, the Chiefs being the powerhouse that they are, but... I really still think it comes down to ownership, too. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, proximity, that seems like it has something yeah. to do with it. But like you mentioned, LA Galaxy, LAFC, it's like some of those games aren't even that good. Yeah. And uh, what makes a good rivalry? It's just like the history, right? So lots of time. Yeah. Like Real Madrid and Barcelona, they've been playing each other for you know however many years. It's true. Yeah, I think... As time develops, uh, these rivalries are... really get drawn out. No. Um, and I think an interesting case is when MLS started the rivalry week distinction a few years ago, SKC got matched with Minnesota, labeling it as the nicest rivalry in sports. Um, n- there was never any animosity between these two teams to start with. But as time went on, it sort of like became like an ongoing joke that like we didn't like these two teams were like friendly towards each other and we didn't really 
have any problems, but then as the games and the history progress, I noticed like SKC and Minnesota getting more chippy towards each other on the field, and just that allowing that history to develop between these two teams, you really see something get drawn up of whether they, they feel the same towards each other or not. So I think Houston was our rival in like 2012, 2013. I think it became real Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. Do you remember those mm -hmm. games? Yeah. So we would see them pretty late in the playoffs yeah. too. And I think SKC also got disadvantaged in terms of like rivalry being on like the border between the East and the West Conference for so long, just flipping. Cause also like Chicago used to be a real rivalry uh, with SKC. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, we flip flop from the East and West just based on like expansion sides. And yeah, you sort of like lose a lot of the history. When I was in the academy, we were part of the East. Mm -hmm. So then. Yeah, they, they flip flopped on yeah, that. Yeah. So. Just, uh, it seems like the rivalries just aren't that they kind of go for a couple seasons or whatever happened. People remember the last play and yeah. then it's like done. Yeah, and, and that's one thing I think is so cool about the Cascadia Cup is it seems that it has endured a long time and has to be one of the oldest in MLS despite, you know, Seattle joining in what, 12 or 10 or whenever they came mm -hmm. in. I'm just gonna say right now we should have a border cup like Kansas, Missouri. Just like, yeah. let's have a trophy. Like, Would, why not? Which was also, God, that was a great rivalry. Not soccer, but when KU and MU played in the Big 12 and they were both good at football, that, like, two-year period, that mm -hmm. was just so fun. That was... Amazing. Yeah, it's a real bummer that Mizzou left for the SEC because that rivalry has died. And this shows you that money can really screw yeah. up, like, the beauty and some of the best things about sports, but... Yeah, yeah, because rivalries are fun. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I think, like... Proximity definitely has a lot to do with it because most of these are dealing with teams and that are close to each other. I think there's a confusion too because some people think rivalry and they're like, oh, like the teams literally hate each other. That may be true, but the best part of it is how hard they play. Like they yeah. give a other 110%. Like they're just running, yeah. you know, the entire game. It, like they wouldn't do it in a regular game. Yeah. That's what you want. Not necessarily like the three red cards and, a, yeah. you know, pushing and all that stuff. It's yeah. just the sheer. Yeah, they can. Elevate their play because they they also as players interpret it as more meaningful. Like this, mm -hmm. I want to win this game because this this game has more meaning behind it than just like you know if I'm Chicago playing Orlando. Like I don't know who mm -hmm. cares if I beat Orlando. Uh, we have some Brazilian players in our pickup group, and they talk about some of the rivalries that are in Brazil. Yeah, and it's like. That's all there is to watch. I mean, that's yeah. what people do. And so, of course, those yeah. are just are absolutely insane. And if he actually heard us talking about these MLS rivalries, <laughs> yeah. he'd probably be laughing because, I mean, we're talking so much, so much history. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're just at it. MLS is relatively young compared to, yeah. you know, yeah. most of the world. Yeah, the teams just, you know, keep coming with the expansion. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll keep coming. Um, I think uh, one last thing on rivalries I want to shout out um, FC Cincinnati and Columbus the hell is real derby great name I just love it uh, not a great rivalry but you know great name uh, any, any other final thoughts on rivalries before we uh, sort of keep going on United States Mexico baby <laughs> it's a good rivalry. We'll get How about this? Game. Panama Canada, baby. <laughs> yeah, I love this uh, Panama Canada games. They really step it up. Uh, Canada's no. like, we have to look, look Panama up on the map. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into the US Mexico, we'll keep with an ongoing segment our scrap of the week. Uh, what, what really got under your nerves this week? And I'll go ahead and kick this one off. When I was watching the Revolution Columbus game, uh, they said it a lot, Lower.com Stadium, this is the worst sponsor of any sports team I've heard for a stadium. I don't know what this company is or what they do. I refuse to go to this website, uh, but I feel like the crew really messed this one up. Um, and, and previous to this new stadium, I believe it was just like uh, Columbus Crew Stadium. Uh, was it worse than that? <laughs> And now they sold out for Lower.com. They potentially moved sucks. to Austin. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, uh, was Different it, ownership. Was it worse than Livestrong Stadium? Oh, God, that's a tough one. But I don't know. I think so. Cause the dot .com in it really, yeah. I think, sells it for why. Nothing so says corporation. Like, you <laughs> yeah. might as well put LLC. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I just, and I feel like they announced, maybe I was just so annoyed by it. I, I feel like they announced it saying it a lot. 
here at Lower.com Stadium. For the first the first time I heard it, I thought you were talking about like the lower bowl of the stadium. Like I was like, that's a weird thing to call out, but okay. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, that's get a better stadium sponsor, Columbus. Yeah. That's mine. I think I think mine. Well, I think all of them maybe are going to be related to uh, corporate sponsorship. But I mentioned this in our group text, kind of during this game. We were texting back and forth, and uh, I'm going to mention just these game times never starting when they say they're going to start. And I guess I'm just used to like watching uh, soccer in like European or Champions League or EPL, and it's like you see the game time, you log on the TV, and that's when the kickoff is. And on all these American games, it's like you get 15 to 20 more minutes of, I'm not going to say propaganda, but it is just like, yeah. you know, we build up the yeah. game and they have the intros and da-da-da-da-da, some guys in a pink suit. It's like, it's all good. But sometimes you just want that thing to start. Let's watch some soccer. That's what it's about. I feel like there's three bad offenders in America, MLS, NHL, and NBA. They never start on time, and it's so frustrating mm-hmm. as a fan. Just- Add 20 minutes to whatever it says. Yeah, like, Sporting Kansas City games and never, ever do either. Yeah, that's bad. But that's mostly it's because it's rained out or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely when you're going to a game and, you know, you see game time at 6.30 or whatever it is, and you get there and it doesn't start till you know, around 7, 30 minutes later, you're like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Real bummer. Got the yeah, commercials. I agree. It's, it's annoying. I love this segment, though. It's like, we got to complain about something. Yeah. That's amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, Terry, what's uh, what about you? Yeah, um, I I was really you know I was really pumped about the United States roster, seeing some of these younger players, um, and yeah, I I think Anthony Hudson just didn't want to lose against Mexico, but I think he at least needs to play somebody like Caleb Wiley and play Des on the right side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that, but. Yeah, I thought Vermees got the subs right. It's just our player personnel isn't great. Um, you mean Hudson? No, I was kind of talking about SKC. Oh, too. okay, got you. So, anyways, normally we uh, talk about Vermees and his subs, but yeah, I thought his sub was decent. Mm-hmm. Subbing was decent. Well, I think that would be better is change of formation. So, I see. That's my scrap. That's mm-hmm. never going to yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Since 1991. Yeah, really hold on to that scrap for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just hilarious that Anthony Hudson comes in and you know just barely tweaks it and it makes a huge difference. Like yeah. you know this Mexico team, you know they had nine players could, that were like starters. We could have a bonus scrap too, but KC Current fired their coach this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do we talk it, about this? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Let's just throw this in right here. Um, yeah, it might kick it off. Well, if I had a scrap, well, it's not even a scrap. It's just an interesting uh, happening because because they won. Well, they didn't win. They were in the final for the women's league last year. So that's like four games ago. So that's the type of expectation this group has. Uh, And it just looks very strange to have these two professional teams that are Kansas City's a soccer town. I mean, I think it is. And we have one team that seems to be, you know, from the outside looking in, it just seems like our the ownership of SKC is not in tune. Yeah. Just, and what I was telling you guys as well, I forgot that we had such a bad year in 2019. Oh, SKC. Yeah. 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 So it's, you know, 2019 was bad. We had COVID in 2020. Yeah. What's he um, feeling like? I mean, just the other side of the aisle. And this guy's like held to this high standard. Mm-hmm. I almost feel bad for the guy because he only, I mean, they haven't won, right? Or they just did win, but he hadn't won a game with them, uh, current coach. Oh, yeah. So current coach Matt Porter mm-hmm. uh, hasn't won a game to start the year, gets fired, uh, and in the statement put out by, uh, not supported, by they were current. traveling while he got fired, yeah. too. Yeah, so it was, quote, related to issues around his leadership and employment responsibilities, end quote. But you're telling me if he wins the first four games and they're off to an awesome start that he's... Yeah, yeah. It's 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 vastly different with, with what's going on at Sporting, which seems to be a total lack of trying or innovating. And um, I believe Kirby, you may have mentioned this uh, when we were talking about this offline, but that Peter Vermees has so many different like roles in the organization itself that it becomes like, 
a what do we do here? Because if we fire him, we have to fill a lot of roles. Like but, rebuilding it, like yeah. a complete. It, it, and it seems like there's pushing off the inevitable. This will have to happen at some point. Like he can't. He's not. You know, gonna be here forever. And if Sporting KC can see so much lack of success and be content with it, it it's a really alarming that our ownership just doesn't care. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the two teams I know is Sport KC in the United States and the national team. You know, no got pretty much everybody on the roster for both. I know the players who dip up and down with the mm-hmm. United States, but I couldn't tell you the owners of Sport KC because it seems like they're not involved. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely been hands-off ever since uh, Neil Patterson passed away. Um, yeah, they got they got to get more involved. I know they're involved. I mean, yeah. it's their money. They're involved. Yeah, yeah they're it's involved just... in making money, but not with the team, which is frustrating as fans because mm-hmm. obviously we don't care about the team. I mean, they want to win. The yeah. owners do, right? Yeah, they want to, but it's, it's also like you know the Hunt family owned the Wizards for the longest time. It took them four years to sell them. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's one of those things. It's you know. I, I, I think they can do a better job. So I agree. Yeah, I and agree with you know, it's probably not their lane either. They just probably have a ton of money. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on in Kansas City and, and I think that uh, Matt Porter being fired from the current definitely sparks the conversation that needs to happen. I, I maybe I'm projecting my own vision of what is going on in sporting's office, but I feel like they have to be talking about this. They are. And definitely when there's crossover of ownership, even if it is as simple as like Patrick Mahomes and uh, Brittany Mahomes, having an ownership stake in both of these, you you have to feel like that conversation has to be started in our, in our organization. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, has he been to a current game or a SKC game this year? So, yeah, I want to sell him one of my friends from the gym. He's like, he's back there. I was like, he's probably traveling. So, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of highlights of Patrick being in Texas doing football stuff right now. But yeah, uh, it's definitely fun to see. Hopefully, some sort of repercussions in the sporting organization after this as well. Um, so I think this just brings us to what we've been uh, mentioning off and on throughout so far is this U.S.-Mexico game that happened yesterday, um, Wednesday 4-19. Um, so we had a friendly with Mexico. This was not related to the Gold Cup or any international qualifying. Uh, played down in Phoenix. So we're just going to take some reaction and sort of how we feel about the state of the U.S. men's national soccer what we would have liked to see, what impressed us, uh, anything you really felt watching the game last night, uh, feel free to, anyone can kick it off from here, but just want to, just want to wax about U.S. soccer right now. Yeah, I want to do this. This sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) So it was a fun game. I enjoyed watching it a lot. The pitch, I guess Christian told me as well that the pitches in Arizona typically pretty quick. So that ball was just zipping around and I mean, the quality is out there for sure. They started 8 of 11 uh, starters from the World Cup team. So they had, you know, they have a lot of that those that, that talent out there. I thought James Sands played really well. He was kind of one of the sixes that came in. And Aiden Morris as well. Uh, he plays for Columbus Crew, so I've watched him a little bit. Yeah, Sands. I thought the, the midfield overall, like for not having some of the, the regular guys. Sands is like typically like a center back too. Mm-hmm. And he's like a revolution guy and he plays for Rangers now. Mm. So anyway, people said that he's like stepped his game up mm. being with the Rangers. Rangers in Scotland? Yeah, yeah in okay. Scotland. And, uh, and yeah, I, I've watched him in the past and people have said that guy. I think he played for New York. Uh, I know some team on the East Coast, maybe. New York FC. Yeah, New York FC, that's right. That's right. I just, I just know... Um, He's with the Rangers now, so mm-hmm. people say he's a little bit more fluid. So keep uh, going, Mike. Yeah, uh, the other thing that was kind of funny is it's you know we have Nations League, Gold Cup, we have all these matches, but this was just a friendly. But they didn't say friendly anywhere. It just kind of yeah. is like 
a game. Yeah. <laughs> what just, was it? It was just a game. It was all star. It was all state. What what did they call it? Yeah. Uh, the the continental, continental traffic. No, yeah. classico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means. Just making up names now. Um, before, and you know, before talking about Twitch players, I didn't. You know. Uh, I don't quite know how to phrase this. Watching this game, I mean, the field looked good, like you said. Uh, I was like kind of questioning. So this is where they played the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl had like a lot of crap for like how bad the field was. Was this the same grass? I don't know. This is just like a, you know, if anyone can let me know, that'd be cool. But yeah, this, this is a question that Christian Kirby probably would answer, but he's in the fridge getting a beer right now, so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like, dang, this looks a lot better than it did for the Super Bowl. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the grass is probably dormant a little bit. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> these Concacaf games—it's just fun when they play on a nice pitch versus when they play in like South America or, yeah, or like yeah. the Central America rather, and it's yeah. not. And that. Yeah, and they can't. And yeah. every time I've watched these games in the past in Glendale, it's always a Mexico fan base, which is cool, you know. Yeah. It's cool having it. Um, yeah, do you guys have any, have any other points about the game? Uh, I thought that Morris played really well. That was a nice Jordan. pass. Yeah. yeah, Jordan Morris, thank you. Yeah. I love that goal that we tied at the end. That was nice. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, I, Mexico playing that three in the back with the wing backs, three, yeah. five, two. That was fun. I thought they looked pretty good in that formation, yeah, and their new coach yeah. had them playing like I've never seen them play, at least in a while, since yeah. uh, their contract. They let uh, Tata, was his old coach, who was the old Mexican coach, they let it, this contract expire after the last World Cup because Mexico did not have a good World Cup, did not make they, the they, round of 16. You know, for the longest time, they had the upper hand on us. Yeah. And plus, the thing is, too, I think with Zendayas and, you know, Zendayas... Um, he like basically said, "I'll sign with you guys if you get me to the World Cup." But I think Zendayas is kind of saying, "Hey, like the United States has a great pathway to Europe." I don't know what his contract is with Club America, but um, that's probably what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I I um, I thought the service kind of sucked. We didn't really give the ball to, like, Brandon Vasquez in, like, dangerous areas where you can, like, head the ball and take people on. It's kind of texting some other friends saying the service kind of sucked. Yeah, um, I think, I mean, to me, this felt like a game we should not have, you know, come out with a result. Uh, it seemed like Mexico was playing a lot better. We sort of, like, snuck a goal in at the end. And I, I when we were talking about this offline, I mean, I said, I thought Mexico was going to win. I feel like we're on a streak of, not losing to Mexico and it's it's got to end soon and watching this game it felt like that was going to happen and somehow the U.S. squeaks out a goal at the, at the end and but the start our possession I wonder what the possession numbers were at half um I watched I didn't watch the tail end of the first half because I was going home yeah um but yeah I I know people have said that like Kate Cal did some really good things at the start then he kind of Became quiet, all that. Mm -hmm. He's also Mexican American too, so it's good that we capped him. Um, yeah, I just thought that there's no service. Um, you know, a lot of analysts actually said Jesus Ferreira was kind of, um, you know, at the ten position, which is his position, kind of in no man's land. Mm -hmm. uh, this is so funny, but this is uh, Yedlin's tenth cap against. Mexico. That's wild. So think about it. You played in the 2014 World Cup. Yeah. Then And the funny part is, too, sometimes he wasn't even a part of the United States. Like, um, I think maybe even when Greg took over, Greg was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, did not like Yedlin for some reason. He was playing for Newcastle. The wild. Ten caps against one team. Yeah. That's... That's tough. At least 10 appearances. Yeah. It might not be caps, but 10 appearances. That's yeah. tough to do for anyone. Mexico's new coach is apparently an Argentinian coach. Yeah. Yeah, he's been all over. I wish I had my computer, but... Mm -hmm. um, and uh, like I said... Is it Diego Coca? Yeah. Co Coca. 
and he always installs that kind of three five two or counterattacking. Uh-huh. Yeah. And people said the United States could play that way too. Mm-hmm. It's an so. interesting formation that the Tottenham Hotspurs and the EPL are famous for running a three five two, and it's, it's you watch them play, and you always can tell because you watch the back. The back line, or you watch any team play, and you, they have these three defenders who just kind of hang back yeah. with each other, and just let everything uh, kind of happen in front of them, and it just it changes the dynamic of the the, the way the team plays. Yeah, so they're waiting. Kind of, You're it's almost kind of a low block where uh-huh. you know people said that we could do with John Brooks, and John Brooks' form is getting bad. Like it, with newer soccer fans, people tend to think since three in the back that that's less defensive than with four in the back. But, you have but, three but yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So three more of those players are more central. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I would love to see a team. I I actually even said uh, I even said in my other group chat, you know, against England, three five two. One of the guys said that's why I ran against England and they stopped. I mm-hmm. ran. But you have to be pretty confident in those A, three center backs. And some teams don't even have two center backs. So. Some teams yeah. only have one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're out here scrapping for one center back. That's right. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. It, it, it takes a lot. Um, and, I, I mean, what, it, what really I feel like it allows like more creative play from the wings too. It's in that midfield, they can allow them to get That'd up be more. Perfect for Des, man. Yeah, it's like Des has not played a game since January. Can we can we talk about this for a second? Where is our head coach? Like United States men's national team need a coach. We're playing in games. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we can go. We can throw out. Our ongoing segment, U.S. Yeah. Men's We National keep having this segment. How long are we going to have to do this? Yeah. Like, we need a um, coach here. Yeah, we started this. I mean, Greg... Well, you have to get a sporting director. Yeah, Greg was like... Yeah, he got a sporting director. The season, or at the beginning of the year, so 20, uh, 2023 turns over, his contract expires. Uh, Anthony Hudson's our interim. Um, we still have this segment. It's uh, coming up on the end of April now. Four months have passed. We have not named a head coach. Um... I'm going to be honest, I didn't think we'd get this long in this segment, uh, so we're going to start seeing some even more wild picks. Yeah. Um, I'll kick this one off. I'm going to, this is just, you know, we're going to keep doing this every week until we do get a head coach. Uh, we're, we're committed to it, but uh, I'm going to throw out Coach K, the old basketball coach for Duke. Uh, great success with the men's basketball team. Uh, a real, a real team guy. He... He was actually inspired uh, by uh, soccer uh, to bring like the U.S. men's basketball team as a fixture, not just like a one-off event uh, that plays in the Olympics. He he is the one that made it like a, a year-round activity for basketball. So. <laughs> this is just like satire. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping he brings uh, something new to the soccer to the soccer world, and I'm excited when we do eventually name him. Uh, and he's out of a job right now, so we know he's available. Uh, so. Excited to see him on, on the roster. All right. I got a pretty good one. Jackson knows who I'm going to pick because I talked to him about it uh, at a bar one time. Uh, I'm going to go with Tim Howard. Uh, he's got a lot of American soccer experience. <laughs> he actually has the world record for most saves in a World Cup game in 2014 against Belgium. Not sure if you remember that game, but it was mental how many stops he had. And we still lost. And we still <laughs> lost. And you know who scored goals against us in that game? Uh, De Bruyne? Yep. And who was the other one? Um, I wouldn't know. Lukaku. Oh, mm. yeah, In overtime, because it was 0-0 until overtime. And, uh, yeah, you can watch YouTube of Tim Howard just crushing everybody. He was stopping things like yeah, a madman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a crazy game. But uh, that was the round of 16 game, so they were kicked out at that point. But I remember that game like it was yesterday. Yeah. He's also a pretty good dude. He's uh, very involved with, like, film philanthropic uh, endeavors without going into the detail but let's go a uh, little Tim Howard he's got some suave you know he can be really intense he's, and... a, he's an analyst too yeah he's a yeah. soccer analyst yeah. Yeah. who else do you want they'll have the microphone no yeah. one will have to like interview him he can just get on and yeah uh, I put my uh, my flag in the ground last week and said I only want an international coach and 
I said Steve Carumbolo is the only American guy that I'll accept. So I'm actually going for a new position. The general manager or sporting director, I want Jesse Marsh. Um, he has not done an amazing job um, coaching overseas. Um, he keeps getting job offers, though. Yeah, he keeps getting job offers. Um, but I think he's just a charismatic guy. He knows what our players are seeing in Europe. Um, and anyway, I think we can kind of just recruit players as well, try and get Balogun in. And, um, yeah. I'm, you know, Coach K was a great recruiter at Duke. Yeah, right. and Coach K may know Balogun. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Dude, I heard uh, Anthony uh, Hudson. Hudson is he's on Balogun, so that's his kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, uh, a lot of good options. We'll continue to filter through some more as the U.S. continues not to name a coach. Uh, you'll hear a lot of great options. Yeah. So we're gonna go Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Who's Will Ferrell? Anybody? Who's Will Ferrell? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to get wild. Um, don't, maybe don't maybe one day it. we'll have a coach again. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, moving on in the soccer world. Uh, this past weekend, we were fortunate enough to see Ronaldo uh, really have some fun out in the Saudi League. Uh, he ended up putting an opposing player in a headlock, made some headlines, some great pictures. How is so, that not a yellow card? Uh, it's Ronaldo, dude. They don't yeah. have rules in Saudi That's right. Arabia. It's yeah, also right. Saudi Arabia. They don't have rules. It's it's Ronaldo's league. He can do what he wants. Probably, he could probably punch a ref. I want to be the I want to be the opposing player. Like, dude, Ronaldo yeah. took me down. <laughs> he's he's got a story for life. You know, he was probably out uh, working in finance or something before this league started. Uh-huh. Um, and now he's playing against Ronaldo. Who would have guessed? Um, uh, but anyway, so I was, <laughs> yeah, second job. <laughs> He's was, tell, telling the guys yeah. <laughs> back at the water cooler. Um, no one believes. Like, dude, you don't play in a soccer league. <laughs> anyway, um, their so, league is still growing. So I want to do a little, uh, just a little like thought experiment. You know, if SKC were to assign Ronaldo, I'm going to throw out two questions. Uh, one. Who was he most likely to choke out on SKC's team after this piss poor start? And two, uh, what opposing player was he most likely to have choked out uh, who we played so far? Uh, or I guess it, it, you can throw out anyone in the league, honestly, who you think he might uh, get into a little tiff with. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, kick off. Anyone, anyone have some thoughts? Go first. Yeah, uh, from watching Ronaldo play, he sometimes gets on people who do not pass him the ball. And so I'm going to pick. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Pick another forward for SKC, who typically does not get the ball anywhere too productive, and it's Kyrie. So I think he would absolutely headlock and take down Kyrie just out of necessity. I think I think, I think SKC fans would go wild in Ronaldo's support if that happened. There would be an outpouring of love for Ronaldo if, yeah, that, oof. That's just so funny. It's like. The only redeeming quality we've had this year is if we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It kind of does make it look even worse, though, because oh, why are we not prepared this season? Oh, because we spent four weeks trying to get this guy who never was going to come. Ronaldo was never going to come here. Yeah, but, hey, we but at least we tried. Pitch. Yeah, we got a great news release. <laughs> I mean, like, we got a global. <laughs> it looked good in the headlines. Yeah. I was. Uh, Curry, you think there's anyone on the team he'd choke out? Uh, probably Kyrie. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, our defense is spotty, too. I think, you know, I think in the past you'd probably choke out Irene and Colin. Oh, God, that I, would be so I, fun to watch those two going at it. I've just heard playing against Irene and Colin, he is just the funny. He, like, I've heard from players in the league. Not because he's like physical, overly physical or whatnot. He just makes like everything, um, like he makes a lot of noises when he plays soccer. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. I've heard the same about Tyler Adams too, um, but that's a different point. Uh, I think Tyler Adams is a dog. Yeah. Yeah. He's wild. In a good way. Yeah. 
but I think I'm gonna see. I'm gonna go with the opposite wing now. I think he would get into it with uh, Shallow. Yeah, I think something about Shallow's personality, man. I just feel like this dude just. I think Ronaldo would just fucking hate this guy. Is it because he took the DS twenty? <laughs> yeah. Just How like, bad does that look right now? I'm just yeah. joking. DS20, it's pretty cool, but not the same yeah, level. Yeah, like you're better than you are. I think Ronaldo would be just... He, he's also, like, running in space. I could see, like, Shalvey, like, trying to run into Ronaldo. Be like, passing the ball, passing the ball. <laughs> Ronaldo would just be like, get the fuck out of here, That's man. an interesting one. I was like, going to say that one, too, and then I was like, yeah. I, I, I think Daniel's a pretty nice guy. He's a, definitely a great player, but we're talking... Uh, how many goals has Cristiano Ronaldo scored for club and country? It's got to be like 800, 900 goals. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think he has the most. DS20. Yeah, I think he has DS20 the most goals. international. And I think Messi's... Um, I think Messi might have it now. Yeah, okay, but Ronaldo has 827. Yeah, how much does Messi have? But it's also Messi's playing in France. Uh, yeah, Messi's Messi, what? I mean, Messi also has a lot more assists, too, for club and country. So it's like goal creation totals are definitely higher. I think he has less goals. 805. So, yeah. 800-something. 80, 80, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I'll throw it over our second target. Or maybe Ronaldo would choke out, or not choke, what is it, body slam? Yeah, what did he do? He's going to do something. Whatever, whatever he's <laughs> maybe like upper management. <laughs> yeah. Walks into the ownership, like. Uh, is there anyone in MLS you think uh, on the field who get pretty aggressive with uh, outside of sporting themselves? I gotta look back at our schedule see who we've been playing so far. Um, I, you see M and Walker Zimmerman getting into it if they see each other. No, I think I, I mean I think Walker has like the pedigree and sort of skill level to get Ronaldo's respect and not do that. Um, I just want to say a booba car. Yeah. Yeah. I feel just trying to look back. There's probably someone perfect. Looking, I feel like he I want to say I want to say Bingham for Portland, the goalie. I feel like, I don't know, he has, he has a certain air about him that seems like uh, players don't really like him when they're playing against him. But, uh, start like off it. the first game, come out. It would have been Chicharito, but he was Twitch streaming. <laughs> yeah, uh, our mandatory Chicharito Twitch comment for the day. Uh, yeah, he actually played this week, so that was surprising. You're welcome. Um, yeah, Twitch was pretty disappointed, but you know, Galaxy were happy. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any other names we think we could see him get? Oh, you know what would be a great one? Uh, he might get into a fight with Wayne Rooney on the sideline. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> Wayne always yeah. Gets <laughs> yeah, just steps over to the sideline. He's like, shut the hell up. You know, he might get into it with the refs, too, yeah. because he's used to these like high-quality refs. refs. Now these, yeah, MLS refs are not the best, so... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of options. Um, I would would love to to see Ronaldo fight someone in an SKC jersey. Um, that would be the highlight of the year so far. Sadly, uh, maybe we'd score more too if we had him. I'd, well, tough to score less. So, yeah. but um, anyway, I think that's sort of all we have uh, on the agenda this week. Was there anything else you want to shout out that happened in soccer the past week? Whoo, nothing too crazy. Just. Pick up games, yeah. yeah. Mike had a big time pickup game. That was fun. We had forty eight players out at UMKC. Lots of uh, good plays, and uh, we're doing a new location. I think I mentioned this already, but this Saturday at Pembroke, in the south of uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway, south of the Plaza. Pretty nice event, so that'll be fun if you want to come uh, get some good good plays in and. I think a lot of us are doing like league games. Jackson played some goalie. Jackson and I played go- uh, with each other on the same yeah, team for the first time. time. It was pretty fun. Ever. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, we did. We're not <laughs> talking about that result, but we uh, played a good team. You know, you play teams that play yeah. together for ten years. 
Yeah. That's a lot of chemistry. Yes. And we had some new players as well. You but be... Jackson, you had some. You yeah. can move, man. Yeah. Jackson's got some goalie props, uh, Christian. Nice. No, it's it's tough, like overcoming that sort of chemistry that teams build over each other. Like, you can have better players regardless of the sport. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've noticed, like as as you get older, you start to realize that like these teams that have this chemistry, you just like can't compete with. No. Like regardless if you're more athletic, if you have better players, they just like have something. They just know what they're gonna do. And mm-hmm. if you're just, like a team that plays once one season or so together, you. Just, Mm-hmm. They can be so much less skilled and just easily win. I argue different. Pace we get into all, it. Pace always does it. No yeah. defense. Like we we conceded our first goal. You know, trying to dribble out of the back. So it just kind of got off to a bad start, but it went downhill. It's always my worst nightmare. Something happening in the back, they score. But you gotta, you can't lose the ball. You can tell me this. On like you're a center back, you don't lose the ball on defense. You, you just, just clear it. You just clear yeah, it. Yeah. You yeah. just clear it, and it just, you know, it, it's it's tough because we it, have, you it know, does ha- it happens at least once in some places. We have players that are like on that are fasting. I mean, that is no joke. You just yeah, don't, you know, tough. that's tough. So, and it's good for them. Also, it's a good thing. I think, uh, shout out to MLS right now for allowing hydration breaks for people who are fasting and mm-hmm. practicing. It's one of the first leagues to actually do that. So I think it's pretty cool, that's too. That's really cool. I mean, it makes the game better when players are able to be hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some players, like, I'll... Who was the outside back for sporting? He's moved around the league quite, so, like, um, left-footed. Um, Madronda. Yeah. Jimmy Madronda. Yeah, I think he's... Uh, Madronda. Something he, like that. Madronda. Yeah, okay. I think I was watching, or maybe he was fast on this last week or something. Mm. Kyrie. Yeah. So. yeah. No, Ky- Kyrie and Benzema observes Ramadan as well. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. So it just kind of, and he talks about how it makes him better. It's kind of kind That's of a unique okay. story. Yeah. Like, Wild. I could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's it tough. Is, Mad discipline to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, God, I had a terrible night last night. My team lost like 14, 13 to oh 1. Oh my God. It was, and there's like points. I'm, I'm like way too involved in this game. I, sh- you know, when I'm getting around like 30 touches and like a half, that's, you know, we're fucked. Yeah. But apparently, my Bonafide Shields team isn't playing that well either. Yeah. So. What's the name of them? Uh, Sporting U15 Academy. Let <laughs> <laughs> just put that right front and center. Yeah. Huh? Right. I, I, yeah, I, it's Calvin Beck. He plays nice. Together, oh, yeah. He's, I, I went to the San Fe game, saw him there, and he's like, yeah, a lot of the guys aren't playing anymore. He's like, honestly, when you, uh, he's like, around when you stop playing, you stop playing, like, we kind of just, a lot of guys stop playing too, and so. Yeah, I yeah, I had a few moments last night. I like punched the ball out and it just falls right to their to the uh, an attacker's foot. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Where's yeah. where's my defense to clear it? Why is it always falling to them? And one of the funniest things I think from last night, um, we were playing. It was pretty windy, so there's like two sides of the field, one with a net behind it, one with like an open space. Uh, they never. They never had to like run and get the ball. Every time it like went, we shot it over the net into like this empty field behind it. It like went and grabbed it. No, like well, I had to go run and get it if, when I was on that side. And then for them, it would like hit like a, like a stick and like roll back or like hit the bench and roll back. I'm like, come on, man, what is this going on? This magic where they don't have to run and get a ball and everything is just going right for them. And yeah. For Do us. you ever have the sun in your eyes? Yeah, on, on Monday. That was a, yeah. that was a tough one. We played at seven and the sun was setting, so I was looking west and it was right. In, I had mm-hmm. to keep a hand over my eyes the entire time. It was mm-hmm. the hack for that is keep a hat in your bag. Yeah, I have hats in my car, but yeah. it, it always feels weird wearing a hat on a soccer field. Even I know I can, but you know. And I have a bonus scrap too, and it's like recreational sports guys who are like mad talking shit. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's like come on like we're having fun and it's like they want like they get score on you and they're like the podcast sucks <laughs> the funniest thing like, man come on like the funniest we're, just, thing. we're just doing it for fun man yeah. come on yeah the funniest thing you can always say to that is guys we got uh, uh, that breaks out you always say hey 
hey, we have to work tomorrow. Don't <laughs> 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 work yeah. tomorrow. Or chill, that's the one. Chill. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's what it wraps up. All we have for this week's uh, two halves. So, a uh, little bit of housekeeping. Uh, next week we will not be having a podcast. We'll have some written content out on our website. So, um, we'll stick to the same like sort of publishing schedule. So Friday you should be able to read a little more uh, information about our backgrounds and the, what we like in soccer and you know some of that cool information. So. Uh, check that out next week. Uh, we'll be out having some fun at the NFL Draft here in KC. Um, and other than that, uh, again, uh, subscribe and rate us on Apple and Spotify, whatever you listen to. And uh, always check in on our website, two halves, uh, Pod. pod.com. We'll be putting out some content, which uh, hopefully you all enjoy. Sounds great. It's a wrap. Yep. We'll see y'all in a couple weeks. Take care. Bye.